Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Well, I don't know if I'm prepared for this today. <laughs> uh, we got a great show today. Really looking forward to it. Uh, there's already a lot of energy in here. It's a great Tuesday. I hope it translates uh, across the uh, the digits out there on the uh, internet. But uh, you know, I'm 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 a groupie today, man. <laughs> so uh, with us today is uh, Corey. Hello, Sir Patrick Stewart. Make yes. it so. Make number it so. one. Engage. And uh, also, as usual, Ethan. The Statman producer Perlman. How are you? Oh man, you get so many titles. I'm good. I'm, I feel kind of bad for Corey though. We can't come up with a, a new title for I'm him. I'm okay with that. Technically, I'm a captain. Well, you can be the bench coach, man, because that's that's really it's that's what every every great <laughs> Wait, team needs. Don't Wait. you want to be the free agent to make millions of dollars? Not like Steven Strasburg. You don't want to make two hundred and forty. No, because that's way too much money. <laughs> but but we, we need to talk about about why the energy is here today. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a good with Tuesday. Us, with us in the in the studio is uh, one of my favorite Red Wings ever, Darren McCarty. Well, that's because Jess, I appreciate that. Corey, I think Bat Boy is where you would start. I can that go Bat be, Boy. You'd be unbelievable. Uh, Started from the you? bottom, now we're here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah go right go. up. Are you repli- <laughs> are you replacing me? No. Is that why I was No, you, you get bench coach. Yeah. Dude, we're yeah. putting you up. Yeah. But you, he, no, no. I he mean, actually used to be a bat boy. I know. Yeah. But, he's, but look at the, you know, the stat man, Ethan Perlman, obviously. He came up from the ground up. Dude, he's he's making it done. He gets promoted. You take the liege on Okay. Him. Jess and I are going to be over here talking about how number 25s are the greatest yeah. in all sports. That's and right. then you just don't worry about us. Yeah. And then we're going to flow. And, we got to start and, somewhere. Well, I think you nailed it if we're going to start in baseball because why not go with the uh, <coughs> hello lottery uh, Steven Strasburg you brought it mm-hmm. up seven years two hundred and forty five million it works out to thirty five million years I did yep. the math quick yesterday <laughs> you were like my, wait a minute no I, I always have to do the math that's per. almost like Darren McCarty money Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna get to it. That's almost like NRM money, NRM family money. We're gonna That's build right. for it. That's we're, right. We're building the yeah. pot. Yeah. That's uh, Steven Strasburg. What, what do you, Jess? What do you think of that? And I asked you because you've seen the most baseball in this room and uh, have been a fan for such a long time. My question is, is, is looking at it and I also cheated because uh, 11 years ago I looked at CC Sabathia's contract and that was only for an average of uh, 23 million a year what you as a, a baseball fan purist what is what is something like yesterday coming out with the money the way it is well here's the deal uh, when you got a contract from the Red Wings yeah you wanted to, the owners to pay you as much as they felt like they could afford to pay you to value you it's not your fault if they pay you twenty million a year. Right. It's it's their fault. Right. Right. They're, it's a business, and and because it's a business, I as a fan, I can choose to go or not go. It's a business. Put something good on uh, out there. I don't care what they're paying. Stevie Iserman, Darren McCarty, Osgood. I don't care. Miguel Cabrera. If, if they're putting <laughs> a great product out there. And the Red Wings certainly did when you were there. 
Right. Would you have four cups? Four cups, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, it, you know, and, and for us and being able to 2019 and look back to uh, talking hockey in the 90s and 2000s before, the big thing is is the culture. Preach culture, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I think in sports, and you know, we're talking baseball. Anybody who knows me, Darren McCarty, knows that my first love is the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. And if I, I'm so sick and twisted, I always said, "Well, Mr. Illich and I are on the same page because I'd rather win uh, baseball championships as a catcher of the Tigers because I grew up loving Lance Parrish. That's awesome. Um, and that's also too because. That's that's how I could be a Red Wing fan growing up in the Dead Wing era mm-hmm. with the team losing like they're losing in these days is because I had the 84 Tigers and I yeah. had the Gibbies and the Trams and the Whitakers mm-hmm. and, and to, to, to leech around. So to me, culture is so very important because in sports in this city, you know, it, it's a tough thing to sell to, to young kids these days, but... I love the fact that it's it's the business and you're a fan and you don't have to go or don't have to support if you don't want to. Right. And I think the biggest thing for me as a Detroit fan is that we are grimy, like, and grimy in a good way. We're grimy, yeah, grinder, we're, we're grimy, grind, man. Grimy, we like really grimy, do. Like, runs, all I that grew stuff. up in the '90s watching, you know, only Cecil Fielder hit home runs out of Tiger Stadium, and like. That was my baseball era. I didn't get to see a World Series. I'm st- like a World Series win. Uh, I was born in '86. I only hear it from the stories of you know my father and and people re- reminiscing. But for us as a sports city, a four sports city, and the crap that we go through, <laughs> oh, like. It gives me more hope that we will be a winning city again in yeah. all four sports, and I'm, that's including the Lions because I think eventually, with all the crap that we that goes on with that organization, it'll eventually get better because you can only go up from where you're at. <laughs> is is Alavilla the right guy for the Tigers? Yes, he, uh, he yeah. believes. So, Elaborate but... on that, please. Why? Um, a, he has the ability, and he's shown it, to find hidden talent where other teams devalue players. Mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez being the biggest one mm-hmm. of that, note. That wasn't uh, that was not, That was not Dave mm-hmm. Dombrowski. Okay, anyway. all right. Yeah. No, 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 because that's where, and, and Ethan, when you're making your point, mm-hmm. and this is important not only for me, but for anybody else out there to understand, is that we got to get the facts, mm-hmm. and people don't understand yeah, that fact. So the fact that you bring that up, so that shows, because yeah, it's right. track record. And it's not and it's not just <coughs> with the Tigers, even when Dave and Al are with the Marlins, a lot of the credit goes to Dave Dombrowski with bringing certain guys in. Mm-hmm. And I believe Miguel Cabrera was even one that it wasn't Dave Dombrowski. It was Avila. It, it was Al Avila yeah. pointing out Look at this guy. Yeah. Dr- take this guy. But Same that, thing with Adrian Gonzalez. You tell me this then, and what's taking so long then? So, with the Tigers, though, the same thing of what Dave Dombrowski has done with every team he's been with. He trades away the young guys that the team should have really developed mm-hmm. and traded them for the superstars of then that you knew, okay, their contracts are going to all expire around the same time. You're going to resign maybe one or two of these guys yeah. to enormous contracts, and you're going to handcuff yourself. Sure. And that's the same thing he did in uh, Boston just recently. Yeah. Boston at least is being smart from the start and saying, okay, we know what we need to do. It's either sell off a few pieces to shed some salary so we can stay competitive in the coming years, or keep the core together and realize we're going to have to do a four- or five-year rebuild down the road. Yeah. 
So I think that what's the most important part and and trying to break it down and and why um, the relationship that like you said the culture with the, our teams and stuff it's because of the you said that it's the transparency mm-hmm. right Scotty Bowman as a coach might not have told you anything but the the players were pretty transparent throughout and even just hearing I've never heard that it would take more than that sometimes you have to admit to some sort of a failure mm-hmm. as much to to what's going forward so I would like to hear more of that out of the Tigers organization, just like on yeah. the Lions organization. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't say beginning of the year, we're going for it, and then go, well, it's a rebuild because of this or that. I because mean, of, you're yeah. flip-flopping, mm-hmm. you know, job-keeping, stuff like that. Sure. We're, we're, we're so at rock bottom with the Tigers because mm-hmm. it's the most depleted. It's almost like global climate that it's just evolved. Dombrowski has you know, gone from from organization to organization. Now now like if we're sitting here and Corey has seen a World Series where we won one of the two that we mm-hmm. were in, mm-hmm. different story because sure. then you're like, oh, well, the trade-off was worth it. But yeah. right now, it's just it's yeah. the other. It's we we haven't we haven't reached the plateau yet, and we tried, and now we're back to I'm, square one. Yeah. Let me tell you something. In '68, when they won, uh-huh. it was magic. They yeah. were down three games to one to the Cardinals. And it ju- they just kept coming. Mm-hmm. Lolich took him on his back yeah. and yeah. just pitched pitched I, his heart out. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. Willie Horton on uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, which I'm proud uh, to be relaunching here on NRM Streamcast nice. uh, January mm-hmm. 7th. Mm-hmm. And I had him on, so I have him archived in the Grind Time with Darren McCarty, which you'll be able to go on NRM Streamcast here in the next few days to find the archive. Willie Horton is a great guy. He's, yeah. Well, you know what I tried to, that I've realized there's – you know, like Gordy Howe was uh, Gordy Howe was such a great guy and funny guy, and to be around Gordy Howe taught me. He used to have this miniature poodle named Rocket. He named it after Rocket Richard that he carried around with him. And it, Gordy Howe let me know that uh, that tough guys could own small dogs. So I have a seven-year-old, five-pound uh, mini Yorkie called Dolce <laughs> that is just as tough as anything. That's awesome. Right? Ted Lindsay was the most. Um, you know, the accountability holds you accountable, um, always knew where you stood, but he's sort of like the Arnold Palmer and, and his philanthropy and stuff. I see Joey Kosher filling in that role of picking up with the, you know, the Ted's Autism Foundation, how we all still support it, like he's still here mm-hmm. and how that's important. He taught us, like Arnold Palmer, how to be people and how to, you know, the community. Um, but Willie Horton, to me, and just to know the person, and I never saw him play, um, but just to have known the person through around the organization, he's my role model because yeah. he's the most personable Per, people, person, and that connection. I tell everybody that I've realized that I'm a battery and the people are my power. Well, Willie's the king of bringing things together and to sit down through the riots in 68, but just the way that he's continued in his story, he's he's one of my favorite human beings, but to be able to call him a friend and, and he's somebody that I strive to um, make proud. Yep. You know, like that, and well, that's the thing. We all need somebody to mentor us, right? Somebody yeah. to kind of sponsor us. I remember Willie talking about sneaking into Tiger Stadium to watch the Tigers. And uh, being, uh, he's probably there like during a batting practice, and being caught by an usher, and he and his buddy were going to be ushered out. And 
Rocky Calavito saw them and said, hey, wait, wait. And kind of from that point on, took Horton under his wing, and they became great friends. And Calavino kind of mentored him. Willie Horton, great, incredible power. Yeah. If he would have been uh, an NHL defenseman, oh. uh, you wouldn't have had to fight Lemieux. I would. I just would have done a better job because he definitely wouldn't have come in. But that's where they had Gates Brown, right? Yeah. You know, like but but to hear him, and you know what I loved, you know, you hear him talk about Hank Greenberg, and you and and. And we, in this, I guess, the temperature of society these days, and you see the way that race and the way that, that it is here and how amplified even back then, but how gracious and how uh, Ernie Harwell used to take him in mm-hmm. to, when it was segregated still down in Lakeland, but every Sunday have him in. But it's about people because it's, it's just it's, it's about people. And then yeah. he said, Willie Horton said, Mickey Stanley's is the greatest athlete he's ever seen can do, <laughs> you know, play anywhere and do anything. But, but to hear and what I hear when I look at him and hear the stories, it's the love of the fellow human beings and and the culture that they built. And that's the whole thing is that we're trying, you know, we're we're lucky. We have Steve Eisenman back in the Mm -hmm. Red Wings organization. So, you know, it's the proverbial, things are going to be all right. I don't know what it means, but it's going to take a little bit of time. But at least we have direction going. I'd like to see a little bit of that more. So I have a question for you. You mentioned Steve Eisenman. Who's, Who's the best guy you ever played with? The best guy? Best person. Yeah, he... You know that he's the, between him and Nick Lidstrom. You know, like you don't, and they're different. See, because Stevie's, <laughs> Stevie's, because he doesn't sugarcoat anything, especially with me. You know, and and it's one of those if he likes you, he's gonna hammer you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got, I'm his, I'm his bitch. You know, what <laughs> after three years, I stopped crying in, in, in the corner sucking my thumb is because he wanted the best for me and that's throughout my hockey career but it was even more so personal yeah you know and really have and and that's all my guys is is I've always had that family to lean on yeah. no matter what's gone through it but 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 you know Nick Lindstrom just wouldn't say Nick, Nick Lindstrom is just like we call him the perfect human right mm-hmm. and just because He's just that great of a person. Yeah. Henrik Zetterberg, too, dude. Z? He's a Z. Yeah. Z I need my dog, Hank. My, my bulldog. Darren. Uh, uh, Ethan made this great rundown of things we're supposed to do. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to get to it. Well, we, can, okay. get, we can get to no, it because he, Ethan, before, before we go Ethan knows that I'm a huge fan of history. So. Well, let, let's, let's hear what happened this yeah. day in baseball history. Okay, so 1919, we're only jumping back 100 years. Uh, hmm. The National League, spearheaded by the leadership of the Pirates owner, Barney Dreyfus at the time, approves the banning of the spitball. Allowing just the current spitballers to continue throwing the pitch under a grandfather clause. A year later, the American League will adopt the same rule. What? Hey, would you not if you're like if you're pitching at that time and you weren't a spitballer, wouldn't you claim spitball oh, so totally. you could learn it so, so you could get yeah. grandfathered in? So how old was Gaylord Perry at this point? Seven. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. That's crazy. That you could be grandfathered in to use spit use a spitball. That's like saying. Yeah, that's, that's that's like yeah, that's like if you were got grandfathered in for like, you know My jersey coming off. Yeah, you're, that's yeah, what it yeah, should have yeah. been. <laughs> Dude, that's all it had to be. We should have been grandfathered in because they put the tie down rule and that's when fighting got like not as much fun. Right. Because you had to fight guys twice your size. Uh-huh. And then when you cause it was like I I relate it to Hoist Gracie and the Gee when the MMA fighting when mm-hmm. it came out and Hoist Gracie who was uh, Gracie Jiu Jitsu and he always get guys because he'd have his Gee or his yeah, coat sure. yeah. his uniform on or whatever while well, getting out of mine and bobbing and weaving would allow me to avoid a big giant guy grabbing me and <laughs> throttling me. <laughs> no bueno, Corey, no in bueno. any language. No bueno. So, <laughs> God, gosh darn it, I can't use a spitball. I'm out. I'm like, uh, you're not grandfathered in. We jump to 1972, in which the American League votes to unanimously adopt the designated hitter on a trial basis for three years. Uh, the concept permits a team to have a designated hitter in place of the pitcher, and it will be implemented in most collegiate and professional circuits with the National League and Japan's Nippon Professional Baseball's Central League being ex- being the notable exceptions. So, so uh, tell me, at uh, Bowling Green, at, in at, uh, D1 Baseball, at all D1, have, at all D1 Baseball, you have the designated hitter. Now you can have a pitcher bat. But they can't but pitch they, that but day. No, they can pitch. Oh, they we, can. We had times where our starter would bat. Uh-huh. But the minute you pull him out, whoever comes in to replace him as the pitcher is now the batter. Yeah, it's yeah. the same oh, way okay. in high school. Um, but we did also have times where we played teams. They would have a designated hitter at the start of the game. They would bring in a reliever. Mm-hmm. That reliever would bat. So when that reliever left the game, there was no more designated hitter. It was whoever came in to replace the reliever. Got it. So the real question is, do you are you a fan of the designated hitter rule or not? I love watching pitchers bat. I, I do. But here's the thing nowadays, and you see it more so is that as you find more and it's just like in all sports, is like the the hybrid. You have more pitchers mm-hmm. that actually can handle the bat. Yeah. These days you have pitchers that actually play center field in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. You know, yeah. like you have uh I think it's more the more rounded you have as an athlete, mm-hmm. and especially as a pitcher, we used to. The adage was, <laughs> when uh, you had a kid, tie his right arm behind his back because if you can teach him how to throw left, he's a left-handed reliever. He's yeah. got a job forever, <laughs> right? Um, nowadays, I, I think that the more versatile, and a lot of it, it has to do with you, if you go to. Um, a training camp where you go to uh, even before a game, uh, pitchers are out there shagging flies, hitting yeah. a lot mm-hmm. more, and it makes more of the value. And do you think, my question is, do you think that it'll be a all throughout National League and American League eventually. Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see baseball go one way or the other. Yeah. yeah just across, you know, because now there's all this interleague play and it gets confusing. It right? does. It totally does. And, uh, you know, there's some guys who can hit, like you said. You know, we mm-hmm. think of Grinky and Baumgart- mm-hmm. Baumgartner. I think back to the Tigers in my day of Earl Wilson. That guy could mm-hmm. that guy could rake. Oh, totally. Yeah. But so, he, and, and the thing is, is because I think more so on. You know, when we're talking uh, 
uh, cultures and clubs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really know what you're going to get with a guy's only managed in, in the American League. Can he adjust to the National League? I think I think adjusting from National League to American League is a little bit easier. Sure. Because, you know, you're, you it's almost like you're switches. giving. Right. Exactly. And you see that. So yeah. I just think that. You know, I'd like to see it more like you adjust and see it more like figured out, either all of it or none of it. All of it or none of it, I totally agree with you. Um, and especially, it gets very foggy because, like, you know, say you're an American League pitcher and then you get, you know, traded into the National League, but you were so dominant as just a pitcher in the American League and you never really had to hit unless interleague play. But then you have to know that every start you're going to have to hit. So you eventually want to kind of, in my head, would want to like level that out, be a okay hit, or at least try to get on base. Well, let's versus think of, you know, let's think you of know, other sports and pitching well. Let's think of other sports. So let's say in football, the extra point is uh-huh. kicked from wherever they're kicking from, now, uh-huh. right? But if you're in the American Conference, uh-huh. it's ten yards farther back. Uh-huh. It doesn't make sense. Or, Does it? Or if you're playing hockey. Yeah. If you're Bobby Hall, you can use the curved blade, uh-huh. but if you're not, if you play in another division, it's only the straight blade, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it just gets, it, it gets foggy. It gets way you know, too foggy. Why universal? I think yeah. it's right, well. I mean, and especially nowadays, and like nobody knows what a catch in football is. Nobody, nobody knows, knows what a strike. <laughs> no, wait, nobody <laughs> knows what a strike in baseball is. Nobody right. knows what's pass interference, Corey. Uh, it's I don't know it's uh, because whatever, my it's Saints goes against the Saints. Well, no, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whenever, whenever my Saints are playing, yeah, that's basically passing no, interference on the other no, team. No, it's whenever oh, somebody's passing. Yeah. It's whenever somebody's passing me medicine and yeah. you get in the way. <laughs> okay, best Banks. coach you ever played for? Well, Scotty Bowman. Bowman. I mean, best best coach. Has to be. But but the thing is, is he's the best psychologist. Because yeah. he taught us that you don't treat everybody the same because everybody's not the same. And I use that as an example. Is he might tell Sergey Fedorov, you need to do this and this more and this more. Mm-hmm. And then he'd tell Darren McCarty, don't ever do that again. Wow. <laughs> same message. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so same it's message. A, yeah. But that's how it, but he, he taught you how to, how to learn. And not necessarily how to, how, you wouldn't follow his lead, how to treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, because he always had a plan. He was five moves ahead. But yeah. but he taught you that everybody's different and you should embrace it. And even though you thought he didn't pay attention or he didn't care, he knew everything. So you, you got to the point where you didn't like a lot of things he did, but you respected it. And because yeah. you knew five, you know, at the end of it, you were all fighting for that cup. Yeah. What was one of your, what was one of the biggest life lessons that you took away from playing a professional sport? Family. Family. Fam, fam, yeah. uh, and you, and I'm specifically going to say what, what I've been through, through the divorces, the bankruptcies, the addictions, the rehabs, the one constant has always been the brotherhood, mm-hmm. good or bad. But we got, we went through, and you can see the Russian Five documentary yeah. well documented on it. But it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. and I want, and now that I'm retired, ten years. Um, and out doing, you know, doing that, doing this on NRM Streamcast, doing, doing grind time, out traveling with comedy, doing yeah. all the the cannabis awareness, mm-hmm. uh, all the different things. It's it's got me to to know it's it's the connection with the people to let them know that wait 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 
all that stuff that we went we went through it together. So now I'm out here going, hey, mm-hmm. thank you, uh-huh. hey, thank you, because you remember how it was then, and you remember how it was then, and it's about the life. Sure, it's not about yeah, it's about the championships, and but those are the moments, yeah. right? So the highs and and the lows, because I think everybody. Um, we went from the highest to highs to the lowest to lows, and almost losing Vladdy. Yeah, uh, pretty much losing Vladdy in in the accident, and then being able to win there. So that, there's this bond that we have, and I just want people in this day and age to realize that how much more alike we are than than different. And yeah, Darren, uh, I, I want you to know that in a little bit of time that you've been uh, hanging around with us over the last few weeks. It already feels like a family with you. There's something mm-hmm. special. Maybe yeah. it's something. I don't know if it's you're different from what you used to be. So I didn't know you before. Right. But I can tell you this: uh, you're a cheerleader. Yeah. You're you, you come in and, and 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 people feel like they've known you forever. Mm-hmm. And it isn't Darren McCarty, the hockey player. No, it's no. Darren McCarty. Yeah. It's, the, it's person. the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm and and, and, I, and, and I'm proud a lot. of you for that. Well, and Jess, you know what? That and that and coming from you, that means a lot because uh, you know, as anybody knows, this is family now. I right? so tell everybody when I uh, doesn't matter what show we're doing. However, if we're taping stuff, we're playing games, we're doing whatever it is. This is our family, and yeah. and and you know, it's for the things that we sit down because we. The, the bottom line is that there is care. I I sense that I, I keep your intentions pure mm-hmm. because then everything works out. I know around here, Michael has a saying about uh, be kind and don't be a dick. You know, mine is live without labels. <laughs> Everybody can belong. There's one mm-hmm. rule: just don't be a douche. Yeah. So the guy from I was telling you about. Than 34 year old in the red car from Kroger the other day. Yeah, He's yeah, out. yeah, yeah. And Mike Babcock's out. So. <laughs> hey, there's but, one, one more thing from yeah. this, this day in I love baseball it. history. Yeah. Go ahead, Ethan. Uh, back in 2008, the fourth richest deal in Major League Baseball history uh, was signed. It was the most ever for a pitcher at the time. That was the Yankees signing CC Sabathia to a seven year, $161 million deal. So a $23 million average uh, eclipses the agreement that was previously signed between uh, the Mets and Johan Santana back in February. Um, And it's interesting because now Strasburg has exceeded that deal and has doubled, doubled, possibly even tripled his uh, career earnings with signing that deal. He had only made $86.8 million in his career up to signing that contract. Only? Only eighty six point eight. Poor guy. <laughs> hey, uh, Sebastian. But actually, no, no. But th- but thinking about that though is, is is when you bring it up, you think about that because Steve Strasburg, number one overall. I mean, mm-hmm. you think you know he's been touted. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's like in the Sidney Crosby ish yeah. yeah. of of baseball. So technically, with all the money that's thrown out in baseball, he was. <laughs> you know, he did deserve the payday, and he got it. And I think he, we can all agree as baseball fans, man, yeah. especially last year, because it's his durability mm-hmm. that is a question mark. And yeah. but he, he came back and won a World Series. Dude, he's yeah. a hoss, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to ask this question. How much do you think his salary was last year, including his incentives? 20 million? No. You're saying 20 any idea, Jess? I'm Four. Say, no, I'm going to say 11. $6 million. And what he made last year after making $15 million the previous two years. I don't know how many, I don't know how long of a contract? So 
he must have back he must have front loaded this contract because he only made six million on this last year. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure and then, it was of course, he opted out. Yeah, and uh, you know, off of a six million dollar year, you get. So you were right though, because like you know, when we this came out that Strasburg yeah. was going to go free agent, I had my theories that he just didn't want to play in Washington anymore. He was looking for a bigger contract that somebody was going to give him. Houston doesn't have Cole anymore. Um, but you were absolutely right because yeah. you said that you know he no could. he's just waiting on Washington to make the actual right move yeah which obviously they well did. I, I think that, you know let, let's break this back down to what Jess was talking about at the beginning and about each each team you know it's a business mm-hmm. and you can pay what you can afford so what I like to see on this is is the it goes back to what Jess saying is that are you valued how are you valued by the, by the club and mm-hmm. and Ray here no matter what because of what he did and what he means to that organization and I think that they they see that to me it tells me um I'd love to play for that owner because mm-hmm. because he appreciated so not that it's owed but but when you break it down He's getting a little back pay for a little sure, bit of yeah. little effort put in. Right. And I, I, I love that because yeah. it's like I see you. I don't mm-hmm. forget what you put in. And mm-hmm. a lot of times as athletes, you know, you're front loaded or or you know, here and look at Miguel Cabrera's contract. Mm-hmm. Are you getting the value at the back end? No, but it goes to Jess's point that then don't build it like that. Build it like Strasburg's because yeah. he's whether he earns the rest of it or not. You can say for the world championship, yeah. right? Uh-huh. That that we have missed out on here. There's a little payback. Here's a little, you know, break that down to yeah. there's thirty yeah. million a year, and here's thirty five for the last year, yeah. whatever as your bonus. Oh, Look totally. What you want. Yeah. Well, speaking of money, we need to pay the bills. <laughs> uh, so uh, I want to tell you about uh, our sponsor, Century Mortgage Lending. I'm really thankful for them. It looks like uh, they're going to continue on with us for some time. And uh, uh, they did a great job for me. I've, te- I've said this before. I've refinanced my house with them. I've, I have an incredibly low rate, but even better than that was less of a hassle than I than I used to put three people through when I was in the mortgage business. Express, explain about that, because you, you've done this for years and years and years and to They're, come up to somebody that you really respect but because of how they do business I yeah, think touch well, on that a little well, bit it is a company that I, I in a former life did some business with many years ago uh, they are an expert in uh, especially uh, large loans not that mine is large and they uh, they just are they've been around a long time they're professional Elizabeth Gagne took care of me she was awesome but Elizabeth and Paul and the rest of the crew over there do a great job. Uh, they're at 248-258-4977. That's a little shout-out to our friend Buzz. Buzzy. Mm-hmm. They're at CenturyML.com. Century Mortgage Lending. CenturyML.com. 248-258-4977. NMLS 134525. They are an equal housing lender so coming coming out of this break i i do want to point out so steven strasberg has the record mm-hmm. deal right now that's right he won't have it for very long because garrett cole will uh, will more than likely exceed any contract that strasberg would have gotten um and according to mlb network 
the Yankees, uh, the Dodgers, the Angels, we already knew were high and in on Strasburg submitting offers of up to $300 million. Wow. There is now a mystery team that is in on Cole, and it's hard to imagine that they're going to be able to outbid the Yankees, Dodgers, and Angels. And uh, the one name that's being thrown around a lot in here in the comments San is... Diego? The Chicago White Sox. Why are they all because, of a sudden becoming ooh. like the team that wants to just make a move in the Central all of a sudden? Ooh. Well, it, it's a smart move. I get it. Getting yeah, Eric Cole it's would be a smart it's move. True. It's closer. They're, it's only four hours down the road to see a good game. Yeah, true. They're, uh, <laughs> they got they got the up up and coming lineup. It's more or less their younger pitchers that need to take that next step. It, You're intrigued. It, it would be it would be a lot of money to give to him, but they were also in on Manny Machado and Bryce Harper yeah, last offseason. I'd be very upset if we had to see Cole a lot next season with the team that we have. Wait, we, wait, that time would out. Be like, Ta- time we wouldn't out. get a time run out. in at all. Corey, it doesn't matter, Garrick. So why don't we watch greatness in our own ballpark fifteen true. minutes down true. the road? True. true. Right? Let's not be. You know, you, you asked the question about Alavila. Uh huh. And is he is he any good? Is he the right guy? Yeah, we're gonna see, and mm-hmm. and there's a lot riding on these guys at Double A, these mm-hmm. pitchers. Right? Yeah, there's a lot riding on the Mannings, uh, the Fiedos, the Mises of the world. Yeah, and you know if you think about it, if these guys really are the real deal two yeah. years from now, mm-hmm. and they can come up with some free agent hitters, you know, let's say. Let's say that uh, the guy, Riley Green, two years from now, turns into something. Yeah. That uh, Victor Reyes continues what we thought he was going to be. Am I sounding like a slappy right now? No. No? (laughs) No, No. no. That that, uh, my buddy, uh, the the second baseman, uh, Castro. Uh, Which one, Willie or Harold? Harold. (laughs) Harold. Harold. Uh, 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 continues on that vein, mm-hmm. and they sign two or three guys who can hit. Suddenly, you've got something going. Yeah. So there is an outfielder who is still looking for a home, and he said he would be willing to come back and play in 2020 if there was interest. Curtis Granderson. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Um, oh, bring, why not? Bring, bring Granny back. back. Yeah, I'll go yeah. down. Yeah. I'll go down and watch him play. Granny man. But I also, I dude. also need to make a, a moment of silence. Oh. Because don't uh, give me that. Because I know Rodney Rodriguez released. Oh. is no longer a Tiger problem. He is with San Diego. Wow. So bless Detroit's hearts. <laughs> well, it's probably good that he's out of sight now. <laughs> no, because, yeah. You know, Darren, they've, they've, they've given me a hard Swing time. And a Swing and a miss. Swing Rodriguez. and a miss. Ronnie, Rob Deere, Rodriguez. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Rob Deere was, guys? No, but that's He won't. Rob Deere, Milwaukee Rob. Brewers, launch absolute bombs. Or strikeout. Oh, <laughs> Rob Deere would strike out 200 times a season and hit 30 home runs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he just was lazy. Oh. No, I mean, if he was either going to round the bases or he's going back to the bench. I mean. But uh, uh, early in the season, we made some predictions. And I said Ronnie Rodriguez was going to hit, what, uh, 280 or something? I, I, so the, the, benchmark I, the, the benchmark I gave you was the... At 200 at bats, he would be hitting below 280. Mm-hmm. You thought he'd be hitting above, but I said realistically, at 200 at bats, he'll be hitting really below 
200. <laughs> and that's about and where that's he went. where he was, and he didn't even get to 200 at bats because he was that bad. But but my colleagues here made some predictions. Hey too. hey hey. Oh, hey, what hey, 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 because the one thing, and I don't know if you guys are the same, I ask you, because, yes, excited about them, but the one thing with, with everything else is, like, how many of them are going to have Tommy's John surgery? Like, right. how many arms are going to burn? Because I'm not worried about whether they can make it now. It's, it's can they get them up here with to know the proper so they don't blow their arms out? Well, because, right. you, because in reality, okay. you got to figure two of the four are going to be down at some point, well, and that's just... Fulmer. I mean, we, we, I mean, this but that's what I'm worried about. with trouble now. Yeah. But here's the thing. So now it's great drafting these Mises and, and getting these guys, but until you get them in, that's mm-hmm. why it's almost get them in earlier, put them on a pitch count, lock them down, mm-hmm. throw them at a higher level so at least... The, you know they're hard knocks or whatever, but you're not wasting right. innings. Yeah. Like there's a there's a different mentality in my my view because of injuries and because how prevalent they are because of what guys are doing right. with the arms. No, that makes well, sense. Makes a lot of sense. So what was your prediction? <sighs> yeah. I predicted at the beginning of the season that the Tiger, <laughs> not, the, <laughs> not the three game Denmark, <laughs> that the Tigers would win seventy eight games. You only missed it by a little bit. Uh, by a landslide. <laughs> and what was what hey, was, you, they were on you a only owe me a dollar for every one you missed by. Yeah, so I know. What's that That's about a hundred dollars? No, a hundred. So what? Uh, what was Ethan's prediction? Ethan's My prediction was, was Rodriguez no, no, thing. no. You had a better prediction. You said something about somebody was going to get released or, or, or fired or something. I can't. When did, when did I, say? I, I do know that Ethan during the World Series. Oh, the oh, World Series Houston prediction. In five. I, I, I did. I will. Oh, and and I what did. was your prediction about Houston? Houston. I was six. back and forth between Washington and Houston. But you on said, show, you said on Houston, Houston and six. Houston and six. And I believe Pat Sheridan was here. With, he said with Houston. Us oh. He's at Houston. Great and six Pat And he yeah. said Houston Great and guy. six. What did you and, say, Jeff? And somebody here said Washington, Washington in seven. seven. Well, you know what? Just say it. Just the smartest guy in the room again. The Godfather. The Look Godfather. Yeah, I'm going to show him. There's the ring. <laughs> the makings of the Godfather's ring. So that in those moments, he's just going to raise the ring like I raise the floor. I, yep. Like, Corey, when I do that, you know what that means, right? That means four. Yeah, that means... Well, oh. the Tigers, <laughs> the tigers did make You can a, totally do that. The Tigers made a free agency deal, though. Come on. Mm-hmm. This is big news. They signed Jorge... Bonifacio to a minor league deal. Okay. Uh, I'm just like it because of the name. Yeah. But Bonifacio. I, 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 I did like that move. I did. And I just want to briefly cover, though, what you said, Darren, about the pitch count. What the Tigers have done that is smart that a lot of teams tend to not do. When we when we drafted Mize and we drafted Fiedo, mm-hmm. and if we draft another starting pitcher, God only knows. Um, they shut them down immediately. Sure. They know how many innings these guys have been throwing at college. Because mm-hmm. you talk about the innings they throw in a game, the amount of pitches they throw in a bullpen. Yeah. Um, because earlier and, this year, Mize was going to do a no hitter, and in, in, they pulled him. And they pulled him. No, Fayedo. Oh, it was Fayedo. Mize, that Mize was did pitch yeah. his no hitter. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. <laughs> but the th- the whole thing is, the Tigers have been smart about even a year or two years into their minor league work, they are still setting pitch limits mm-hmm. or innings limits, I should say, and they're keeping them under two hundred, which is smart because the minute they get up here to Triple A and the majors. 
you're going to be expected to get close to 200 innings a year. Yeah. Um, so they are limiting the amount of the amount of arm usage right now, and that that's the one smart thing that they've been doing. Yeah. So you you like I, you I, like the because I when I talk about the transparency or you see the plan, like see when mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I know I'm to tell everybody, tell your friends, baseball mainly, you can get it here on the NRN Streamcast because you've informed me on like I'm gonna look into it. Lick into it more for training camp coming up, but mm-hmm. but there's actually behind underneath the layers, right? Because it's just like layers, and it's how can it not be? Because they suck, and how can <laughs> they not be? They sucked a long time, and it sucks when your team that you grew up loving sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's good to hear some hope, and I'll yeah. tell everybody yeah. else. So so I like that because then it goes okay. They're they're mm-hmm. they're yeah, seeds planted, planted, planted. Definitely. And I love Garden Hire. So I mean, <laughs> no, no, it's no, true, true because yeah, totally. I. I always loved him with the Twins, but I just yeah. love... He reminds me of Barry Trotz in hockey. He's just mm-hmm. got that, you know, the, the right way. You know it's done the right way. Like, mm-hmm. it's not being done because there's bullshit going on. No, right. Know? He's yeah. got a good demeanor about him, and I totally agree he, with and you. And he couldn't, he couldn't be happy last year seeing the 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 basics that weren't being done. Right? Oh, absolutely. Right? That, when you're, that burned my ass. Scotty Bowman always said, take care of the little things, the big things, you can take yep. care of himself. And if you can't take care of the little things, you got to break it down to elementary ball. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm not I'm not a great baseball player. I'm yes, not even a great, I'm not a great technician. But when I, as a fan, mm-hmm. see guys who have been playing baseball all their life. Yep. I don't care that these are mm-hmm. minor league guys. Been playing baseball all their life. Mm-hmm. Yep. They know better than what they were doing. Yeah. They were they were tired. Mm-hmm. They weren't used to playing that many games. Yeah. They're playing at a, a level where they weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And and they they weren't doing the basics. Mental right. mistakes. Yeah. Right? It's like pre-snap fouls in football. It's like you know, dumb, dumb right. sports with like penalties and hockey, yeah. like selfish ones. That to me, that's just selfish because you're not prepared. Right now, just and, to your point though, do you think because of the season that they had and the amount that they had to play and the different positions and roles and everything and the mistakes that they did make, the crazy amount of mistakes that they made, do you think that these that will help develop these guys a little bit more? Do you think that they'll take a look at how they? They do their workouts and they do their regiments and they look at positions and they'll go back to film and all this it other is, stuff. It is either going to make them better because mm-hmm. they're going to work harder, yeah, or it's going to totally demoralize them and they'll be done. Really, yeah. You know, it's one way or the other, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's human nature, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either I'm going to suck it up, yep. and, and and I'm going to be better, yeah. Or, or I'm gonna fold. Or, or I'm not going through this again. And you know, I can, this is as good as I can be. Well, you know, if you believe that, you, you mm-hmm. should get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's that way in business. You know, mm-hmm. when I, uh, uh, I, I need to yeah. shout out to my friend Rick Schaffner, mm-hmm. who's a huge hockey fan, um, uh, and I'm sure is hopefully listening that uh, because Darren's on today <laughs> but Rick was my, the president of the company I worked for and we did a survey of all the all the employees mm-hmm. that we because we, we had hired probably over a hundred people over the previous couple months it was a time when things were going crazy in our business and we got these surveys in and one of them said this place sucks mm-hmm. that person was never going to improve no nope. and Rick 
buses hard. Said anybody that feels that way, you need to get out of here. We, you know, go go do something you want to do. Yeah. Right. Get, give it your all. Mm-hmm. Whether we're doing a podcast or a streamcast, or whether we're in the mortgage banking business, mm-hmm. or we're a professional athlete or an amateur athlete. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I play with guys. At a very low amateur level, mm-hmm. who want to do everything right and they right. work at it, taking pride in what you're doing. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and that's not their full-time job, but I'll tell you what: some of them tonight will be up taking batting practice at some batting cage somewhere. Right. These are guys forty-five, Passion. fifty years yeah. old. Anyway, you know, and, I, for, no, Jasper, to your point, the only the, what I've found in asking them from the most successful people and the people you respect is how, the bottom line is how do you get to where you want to be? And it's hard work yeah. and it's hard work. So in saying that, you might as well find out something that mm-hmm. self-awareness and look inside to see what it is you like to do and find a way to do it and surround yourself with the same people right yeah, that's yeah. the same thing as is the direction that you want to go and if it's not the same direction it's that communication to you don't have to be where you are and it's i'd rather help somebody get to where they want to be and not um cause chaos in my circle mm-hmm. but let them go off in their other circle doesn't mean that we can't be friends but don't if you're not doing what i'm doing don't be over here right and the other th- the other thing about sports is you you kind of self-select yourself right mm-hmm. If you're not really into it, your teammates can they, they, yeah, they, they know, know. True. And, and they're just going to kind of push you away. It's true, right? I when I guys I play with, man, it's a brotherhood. Well, that goes. I'm it, sure it, it totally is. I'm sure absolutely. It was a it's a brother, and you've no, made lifelong more than a friends. No, no, right? it's family. I mean, yeah. it's almost as as. Yeah. As you're, I'm a, I'm closer to the guys that I've blood, sweat, and tears with, and succeeded on the ice, and mm-hmm. I am people that are supposed to, that are blood. So, yeah. Yeah. to me, I call it chosen family. You can't choose your relatives, but you can choose, choose. who you surround yourself with. Well, right. If you if you look back at at those World Series teams that were in my lifetime, mm-hmm. the '68 series. Those guys are pretty close. Yeah. Oh, still, yeah. like that, you know, run into all of John Wharton and, uh-huh. and run into him. Obviously, Willie, see Mickey. Um, you know, have. By the way, Lola should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, hands down. I'm well, so that should, every show. So should Lou. <laughs> yeah, Amen. hands down. Yeah. And especially nowadays, just to bring it up, because you know now they bring the saber metrics into it and stuff, yeah. and, and and to hear Pacaputo say that he's seventy six out of any baseball player ever to play. That's top one hundred ever to play because of well, his WAR was seventy five point one. That's Bill, un- that's Bill unbelievable. Mazeroski, his second baseman, is in the Hall of Fame. His WAR is thirty six point five. Terrible. Uh, Jackie Robinson's war isn't as high as Lou Whitaker's. Mm-hmm. It's 61.4. Ryan Sandberg's mm-hmm. war is not as high as Jack as mm-hmm. uh, Lou's. Frankie Frisch, a very great player from long sure. ago, 70.4, not 75. Now, there are players with higher wars. Iconic if you're, yeah, but if they're, that we're not talking about the ones with the high. We're not trying to be the best. We're just trying to be a double yeah. play combo. That was the greatest in my Amen. Yeah. in my time. And, I mean, and and magic. Because here, Jess and I are gonna have an old guy moment here. <laughs> like at the ballpark, and anybody out there like that remembers that old ballpark. But to you know to 
to see the Lou and Tram, the, any ground ball, and he just knew, like, guy would hit it on the ground. It hit the grass, and you just automatically be start getting up because you knew as you're walking out that the game over. Everybody, the play would be, the double play was being made, and all the people in the section would be up because they knew it was the bathroom time or the game was over. It was so matter of factly, and it goes back to the basics of, you know, how many times if you asked them did they turn that turn that to now record number in the and the major league but how many in the minors and how many in practice and how many all that so it goes mm-hmm. back to yep. what you do rep you know that however. one two punch what a, what a cool thing to have been able to play with your your partner yeah mm-hmm. Trammell and Whitaker play together for that for that long yeah. together and just you know, it's like it's like Malby Draper. It really, yeah, like, yeah. On, no, and they're totally on the, on the on hockey on the other other level, but underappreciated to the value of like for them. If if I was the heartbeat of that room, they were the engine. They yeah. were the they were the alternator. They they fired up the yep. engine, the accelerator, you know, stuff like that, and and throughout as as a duo because they were the best in the Western Conference. Penalty killing and just the, the little things that they did, but God, that line was amazing. Well, it's just it because it could do everything and and it was it was versatile and it and that's the best thing I I know from being on the grind line, and the three of us having you know uh, extra ESP to where everybody else was. It's the same thing as Tram and Lou mm-hmm. or yeah. any of the greatest double yeah. play combinations where you see them making highlight plays because. It's like they operate as one. Synergy. We were three. Synergy right. There. We were three as one, and that's what made you made us so good. Is because we didn't have to think. We just knew where the other guy was going. It wasn't even. It was just matter of factly. You never had to hold your breath with you like let, that. Yeah. You never had to hold your breath as a fan when you're watching. You know, like you said. Uh, you know. But it gets down to because it was done right. You know, you always knew yeah. that that ground ball tram was gonna double pad yeah. that <laughs> double pad that glove before it got in there as he yeah. flipped it fire it any way you had to and Sweet Lou is just kind of yeah. slinging yeah. on. Well, you talk about guys like Derek Jeter who would go and make that jump throw. Yeah. Trammell didn't have to. Right. No. Trammell got to the ball. Yeah. yeah. He was quick, man. No offense to Derek Jeter. Great no. player. He's great. Tra- yeah. Trammell, Pretty decent player. Don't know if he'll ever get into the Hall of Fame Tra- or anything. Oh, yeah. He'll be a <laughs> Trammell. In my estimation, Trammell was a better shortstop. Yeah. Hands down. But that's not an insult when you're talking no. about the greats of the greats. It's, for it's, sure. Yeah. Comparison-wise, yeah. Um, we're not. Hey, yeah, the bottom line is uh, Whitaker should be in the Hall of Fame. We're not arguing he's no, the second no, base of all time. It, Just get his ass y- in there. It, it, you have to go Trammell Whitaker when it, when you, yeah. you think about everything. Yeah. Everything. I, and, and well, I think Parrish yeah. first, but yeah, Parrish, that, oh, definitely, yeah. I but know. that's just because I used to paint my glove orange. Yeah. Well, let, let's just let's let, let's stop here for a second. Uh-huh. My guy, Mickey Lolich, uh-huh. all time in strikeouts for a left-handed pitcher when he retired. Pitched over 300 innings several seasons. Had, I believe, three 20-plus win seasons. Mm-hmm. That puts you in right now. Yeah. If you were a modern-day uh, pitcher, mm-hmm. that would put you in. Yeah. Top of that, won those three games in the World Series. Mm-hmm. 
Bill Mazeroski hit one home run that was important. He's in the he's in the Hall of Fame. Man, I scored one goal is important. I ain't getting in the Hall of Fame. Gosh darn it, uh, Darren! You get Mazeroski out of there. Darren, you, you scored 127 important goals. No, the, the just the one I'm thinking about <laughs> for the Stanley Cup clincher brought the cup back 97. And That's if we're one. talking about saber metrics or whatever. Darren McCarty had a plus 61 rating. All right. <laughs> Did you know that? No. I don't, even, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I do want to bring up with the whole Lou Whitaker not getting in the Hall of Fame thing. Two, two people did get in. You had 10 people that were eligible to uh, go in. Each person on the committee had four votes. All 62 votes of the committee members were cast. And the fact that nobody, aside from the two that got in, got more than six votes makes you really think that either, depending on what the conversation was, because they get these, they get info ahead of time on who mm-hmm. the candidates are. Well, the thing on Lou Whitaker back is, is people's personal impression of him because of his outspokenness, because of his religious belief, because of things that he said in the past. And it, we're talking number, and I get it, because then they're going to argue about moral care, whatever like this, but after time goes by or whatever, the numbers speak for themselves. Lou Whitaker didn't bet on baseball. I get it. But Lou Whitaker, know, to I mean, our knowledge, did not take steroids. I, I understand. We His religious beliefs or whatever are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not baseball. 100%. But with this committee, you talk about guys that played at the same time he did in uh, George Brett. You had Rod Carew on this committee. You had Ozzie Smith. You had guys that knew him and knew him from his playing days, not looking just at a stat sheet and saying, so there's rele- I got to give them relevance then. So, you know there's some relevance to it because the, the, but they but again mm-hmm. also too there's personal opinion Can't of playing against them so it's a it's a yeah but no because you know you, maybe yeah. maybe he biased. did something in the game take out mm-hmm. slide and I'm never going to vote for him again. <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. no, I no, do yeah. that. But you do you do <laughs> wonder where the where the kind of the vote like, who voted for who because you wonder well, was it the you know uh, the journalists that didn't give him a vote? Was it some of these executives that didn't believe he's a Hall of Famer? Do they make this these votes uh, uh, public? I do not believe they do. No, they make the total of how much they got. They made that public. Yeah. I don't believe that. They're Four-time gonna... Silver Slugger, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, two hundred forty-four home runs. Stole uh, uh, stole 143 bases. On base, 363. 789 OPS. That's 75.1 war. You know, I mean, and we're talking we're talking Jackie Robinson was 61.4 war. Yeah. You know, Jackie Robinson had a better batting mm-hmm. average, but hit fewer home runs, scored fewer runs, didn't play as many years. Ryan Sandberg. Great player. Not taking anything away from those guys. I think, I think that when you're going to argue this, you go to who's the who's in your opinion mm-hmm. is the bottom of the entrant. You know who's the last guy in. I mean, he still got in, but in your opinion, on anybody who's like to hear Jess talk Mazeroski or whatever like mm-hmm. that. So it's, it's you always got to compare against the last guy in. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if I was judging, if I do judging for different things, yeah, and and you judges, you know, it's almost like okay, what's what's the bottom allowed, and then if it's above that, 
the numbers don't lie. Right. Okay, we've got a new feature we're using on this show that Ethan's going to give us here in a sec. Um, uh, and it's it's a rules thing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. So oh. And you get to play yeah. too, Darren. Yeah. All right. And, uh, <laughs> and the last time, Jess, I believe, got the answer correct. Yeah. Corey was... Off by a mile. Yeah. But there was uh, a weird question. It seemed these are it was all, a weird these are question, all bizarre man. questions, Corey. And this is a two-parter. So, hold, so oh. hold on. So, Darren, write down your answer to what it is, yep. and then we post it on social media <laughs> yeah. for what our answers okay. are. Okay. So, part one of the question is, if a fielder touches a fair batted <laughs> ball with his cap, mask, or any other detached part of their uniform, what is the result? That is part one. Part two is, if the same thing happens on a thrown ball, what is the result? So there are two different results depending on if the ball was being thrown mm-hmm. and the field, and it's touched with, uh, by a cap, mask, or other detached part of the uniform versus a batted ball. There are two different outcomes. What are the outcomes? Okay. And Corey, you look. Well, I'm just. Yeah. Can you re. Yeah. Just read them back again one more time. Part one. Yeah. If a fielder touches a fair batted ball with his cap, mask, or any other detached part of his uniform, what is the result? Not including his glove. That's not part of his detached. No, you can. The glove is fine. Okay. But cap, mask, other detached parts could be. If he's wearing a brace and he Got touches it. it with his brace it. or something similar okay. like that. But if it's thrown um, to them. Now it is. The second part is if the same thing happens on a thrown ball, uh-huh. what is the result? Okay. I think I have my answer ish. Well, uh, how about we give you answers quickly and then we'll see if we're right next okay, week. I and we'll also encourage that. people to send their answer in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Uh, Cool. First question, if he's touched by a detached part, it's a fair ball. So it's a live ball, basically, because you interacted with that ball. And then the second part is so still kind of confusing to me in terms of the throwing part. So if it's touched by off of a throw and you touch it with, let's say, your cap or the brace or something, or it hits you... Then to me that's still a live ball. Is that what he's? That's what I am am asking. What is the result? As in, what happens? You know, what happens to the base runners? What happens to the batter? There is a result that is different in the two scenarios. Second one is a dead ball. So you're going dead ball. But I got confused because it's a throw to the plate. Like the catcher threw his mask off and it hits hits it. Hits the mask. Because the guy, the runner would be safe, but maybe uh-huh. the ball would be okay. blown dead. Got it. Yeah, okay. here's here's here's, Go here's ahead, what Jess. I think. I think I think Darren's right. I think mm-hmm. it's a dead ball, and the runners advance a base. Okay, that's okay. It, my guess. I know that if a catcher uses his mask to pick up a ball, and there are runners on base, they advance yeah, a base. That's Got it. it. Okay, that's the, okay. In the illegal use. All right. So we'll see next week. See if we're right. Get on our social media pages. Uh, look, like we we had a lot of stuff to talk about today, but we talked about better stuff because Darren was here. And <laughs> well, Darren, I had a blast, thank guys. You so thanks, much. Jess. Thank you. Happy thanks, to have Corey. you here yeah. at NRM Streamcast. Thanks in the booth, everybody. Ethan, Corey, Darren, especially thank you to you for baseball mainly. Let's play too.